This is really about being free to create what you want your life to look like. We each are our own hero. And how do we take the challenges that come our way and see those as the birth process of us becoming heroic? Can you meet that judgment that ultimately will surface with neutrality? This is the Wall Street Coach Podcast with Kim Ann Curtin. Aloha, everybody, and welcome back to the Wall Street Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Ann Curtin, and my co-host is Lucas Peterson. How are you doing today, Lucas? I am doing just fine. How are you, Kim? <laughs> doing all right. Yeah. Not so great, but okay. Um, <laughs> so it's we'll, a we'll wild week. It's <laughs> a wild week. We got a lot going on. Um, and then I bumped into something which we just talked about making this kind of somewhat of the topic on this short podcast that we're going to do today. Um, you know, I was sharing with you right before this recording that something happened for me, uh, you know, probably let's say Sunday uh, through yesterday that <clears throat> definitely triggered some PTSD in me over, uh, you know, it was a business matter and there were variables inside of it that probably sounded like, smelt like, reminded me of something from way back, probably, you know, let's see, 30 years ago, 35 years ago. Yeah. But I was on, I didn't know that. I just, I just found myself until late last night, unable to get unstuck. So I thought it would be a good idea to share what happened with the audience because the listeners need to know, like this happens even to somebody like me who does so much work on myself and how I even was oblivious to the triggering that had happened for me until I wasn't. But yeah. it took me more hours than I wish it did. Yeah. And it undoubtedly happens to everyone. It's I think just, so. Yeah. I think so. You know, and look, <clears throat> even the fact that I noticed it or had that aha last night doesn't even mean I'm over the PTSD. Doesn't even mean I'm not still kind of fragile, if you will, or like somewhat, uh, what's the word, like uh, still feeling a little bit off my game because just because I got what was going on for me last night doesn't mean it's necessarily over. Like it could take, it could take as long as it's going to take. And this is also part of what I wanted to share, you know, with the listeners is just that it, you can't flip a switch and make it go away. Yeah. You know, you got to, and I'll share what I do and what I am doing to navigate it. But uh, yeah, so I thought that would be a good topic. To yeah. Have. Jump into it. Let's, let's yeah. hear about it. All right. <laughs> so I think, there were just certain things, there were some really, I had very challenging you know, experience in my early 20s due to a whole bunch of factors that, to be honest, I'm not even gonna get into because it it's not really relevant to uh, those who are listening, but suffice it to say that it was one of the most probably trying times of my life and it lasted for a good eight to 10 years. And uh, it was just incredibly, incredibly stressful and uh, frightening and, you know, confusing. And so I think what happened for me, you know, from Sunday till last night when I realized it is I found myself uh, like on the verge of tears. I found myself uh, kind of shaking, like, like a like low grade uh, nervousness. I found 
myself being in what I describe, thanks to the work of Peter Levine, who's also been a great healer for me, uh, hypervigilance. I was, I was in a state of hypervigilance since Sunday. And today we're recording on Wednesday. So this means every single thing that is happening in front of me from driving my car to being in the post office uh, or on the road, somebody cutting me off, like my sensitivity is like completely raw. And um, so what happened last night is I, just because it hadn't gone away and I found myself feeling even still emotional last night, even though I had talked to a couple of friends and you know talked it out again, just as though, hey, this is what happened. But still, last night I was just sitting quietly by myself and I was just doing an inquiry within myself, like, what has me so triggered? Because especially, this is the other thing, it all got resolved, uh, yeah, yesterday morning, yeah, yeah. exactly as I had hoped it would, exactly <laughs> as I had wanted it. And yet, I still, still. was in the throes of this hypervigilance. So yeah. that was like the first indicator or flag that something was amiss, something was off. So last night, what is he? Like, again, I always recommend you use the word what is going on instead of why is this happening? Because you go, why elicits defending and justifying. So I was asking myself, what's going on for me? What has been triggered? What is, you know, not at the same time. I give it. You got to give your body and your soul like a minute to answer, right? There's there's a minute or two to answer. Um, so uh, I wound up realizing that what I was feeling was fear, like fear of uh, an unknown. And I was like, well, what, what was the worst case scenario that could have happened if that didn't go the way I had hoped it would go? And that's when I got, oh my gosh, this is something that in certain ways is similar to something that happened to me 20 years ago. And although the variables are different, it still feels, could feel like, seem like, sense like the same thing. And so then at that point, I, I must say there was a slight decrease in the hypervigilance. There was a slight decrease in me coming to this place of like, oh, that is what is getting uh, triggered. But that is not this, right? So one of the things I actually am an advocate of that I take personally uh, are Bach flower essence remedies. If you guys have, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Rescue Remedy. Have you ever seen Rescue Remedy? It's like, it's in Whole Foods. You can, Bach Flower Essence is a uh, course that I took with Joseph. Uh, they're energy medicine, but Rescue Remedy is one that a lot of people are familiar with, um, which is, you know, it's basically the essence of flowers put in a remedy for you to take uh, for any kind of like emotional stress. And so because of my knowledge about flower essences, I took some flower essences, uh, specifically rescue remedy, which allows you when you're in the middle of shock or kind of trauma to have everything start to settle down. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing that I did is there is a technique uh, that I've learned through Mark Wolman's work. He's the author of a book called It Didn't Start With You which talks about generational trauma and how even sometimes our own trauma isn't even wholly our own, but can be ancestral. It can be passed down through the generations. So one of the techniques he teaches is to actually put your hand on your chest right in the middle 
and to press hard um, and to just say to yourself quietly, uh, I've got you. You're okay. You're speaking in the third person. Be, uh, is that the third person, right? You're, you're speaking yeah. to yourself, but you're speaking to yourself as if you're talking to somebody else, yeah. right? Because you need to almost hear those words. You are okay. I've got you. But just the practice of putting your hand on your chest, what I can only report is my own experience and those who I've taught it to, there is an incredible decompression that starts to happen because you feel as though you're being comforted and you feel as though you're being held and you are holding yourself. You are holding the, the discomfort, the fear, the hypervigilance in a way that is gentle and comforting. And uh, the piece of that that I just want to speak to, there's a blanket right now actually on Instagram that is very heavy. Yeah, the weighted blanket. The weighted blanket. <laughs> yeah. And that also too can be, I don't have one, but that can also be one way to support yourself and to, um, you know, again, find a way to just get some oxygen in the middle of a trauma. The other thing I want to say about this too, that I learned years ago, there is an incredible, incredible woman uh, whose name just flew out of my head. It'll come to me in a second. She actually uh, suffer, suffered, you know, struggled with, with autism. Um, and she actually revolutionized uh, the animal, uh, the, what do you call that? When animals are killed, when, when cows are killed and chickens, they, they uh, were going through these processes prior to the, them being you know, slain for food uh, purposes that would make them super nervous, super high, hypervigilant. Mm -hmm. And what she noticed was that there are some devices, she herself, because of her own autism, uh, stood in one of these devices that kind of gave her pressure. And even though it was for uh, cattle, she noticed her own sense of hypervigilance calming down. Um, now, autism is obviously different than, uh, or being on the spectrum is different than trauma and PTSD, but there are similarities in the experience, right? So what she discovered was that if these cattle had this kind of low-grade pressure as that experience unfolded, uh, their tension, their fear levels would decrease. And at least, you know, obviously, I, I don't, is she a vegetarian? I'm not sure. She might be actually even a vegetarian, but she was so concerned at least about even those last few minutes of the animals having a different, you know, way out uh, that she kind of revolutionized what I believe all the chicken assembly lines uh, for Purdue actually are. Oh, so, you know, a complicated issue, no doubt, yeah. but uh, just an incredible story. I can't, I can't believe I'm forgetting her name. I know it so well. I know her so well. I've read so much about her. Um, so long story short, what I'm trying to get to is that this is going to happen sometimes for anybody because you can have PTSD. Yeah, not everybody's going to have had a volatile experience, you know, perhaps in their family of origin or in their childhood. But if you had a bad experience at the dentist, if you had a car accident, if you uh, found yourself lost from your parents once in a big mall or something like these these can all be triggering events later. And the key is being able to trust that there, that if you're being 
you know, kind of having experience that feels overwhelming, it's possible you have some PTSD to not make it wrong, to find a way to give yourself that comfort. Mark Woolman taught me that technique. It's a technique I still use. I also use Raphael Kushner's technique, which is like, what's happening now? Can I be with it? And so after I like, so here I am somebody pretty self-aware here I am last night and it took, it took me probably 48 hours, right? 36, more than that, almost 72 hours to even realize I'm in a PTSD. I'm having some PTSD for myself. And so I just want to say to everybody, like, at least I figured it out. And today, since last night, like I have to say I'm calmer but I'm not completely over it. So I'm going to do what I need to do to caretake for myself today. You know, find ways to be gentler with myself, find ways to have mercy, maybe have a couple of extra conversations with like my friends or my sister to just feel supported, to just feel loved, to just feel like everything is okay. Right. So I'll pause there. I had a lot to say. I think it's there great. You go. Um, Man, there's so much to that. But I think I think the biggest thing is, is you know, like you were mentioning the 72 hours or however long it's taken. But imagine if you just completely ignored it or tried to compartmentalize it over and over again. Like then you're yeah. never dealing with it. Then you're never yep. acknowledging what it is. Yes. And I think that's when that's when we start holding things. Like we, you had that newsletter a while back, like that it was the yeah. body holds what the mind hides. And, it's, and that is like our emotions are these traumas that we have and you can like you said a trauma can be like getting lost in the grocery store like yeah. when you're five years old and then that yeah. might be triggered when you're 45 years old for some other reason that doesn't Correct. even make sense you know to your logical somebody's mind, late but, somebody's yeah. late picking yeah. you up you could you could be starting to feel alone again and you're like i'm a grown-up why would i care alone? <laughs> yeah. well it's because when you were little you had a really big risk if you were not with your parents yeah so but if you don't know that we also numb that's yeah. the other thing like mm -hmm. it not just pushing it down but we i could have like you know just been drinking or eating ben and jerry's ice cream yeah. which you know is my, my good thing is ben and jerry's right <laughs> of instagram yeah. like like there's definitely ways we all numb that are different yes. Yeah. So, so I think that but, the big yeah. work is, is acknowledging it. And I think that's, yeah. and yeah. then even more so than that, sharing it with, with others yes. like right now that you're doing, that's, uh, yeah. I think that's, that's like real brave work and hopefully it allows other people to like reflect in moments where this, yeah. something similar might've happened to them. So, yeah. And when I think back to Brene Brown and the success of her first TED Talk, which I think is one of the most watched TED Talks of all time. I think it might be the most watched. <laughs> the most watched, right? Which is the power of vulnerability. Yeah. She herself is very vulnerable in that conversation. Mm -hmm. And I think, too, this is the other thing I want to just tie into this. You know, when I was thinking today about what we were going to talk about, I was, I'm in the throes of this. So I was like, huh, do I want to talk about this? I'm still in the throes of it. I feel yeah. a little vulnerable. I feel a little bit naked, like for myself, never mind somebody else. And I had to make that judgment as well. Like it could have been that I felt, no, I wasn't ready to talk about this out loud with mm -hmm. everybody. And as you know, I'm not going into all the details, partly because I just don't want to get re-stimulated and re-traumatized by being with all of that hard to be with feelings again in the middle of a podcast as I have my <laughs> whole day ahead of me. 
Like, I yeah, we're just getting started. <laughs> He's just getting started. So I'm like, yeah, no. And, and like I, the advocacy that I have of Raphael Kushner's work is, you know, he suggests you ask yourself the questions. Can I be with it? And sometimes the answer is no, I can't be with it. I have a day of work ahead of me. So I'm going to take this. I was with it last night. I was with it this morning. Now I'm going to put it on the shelf and I'm going to go through my day and maybe not as intensely as normal because I feel like, okay, I'm not 100% today, but then I'm going to have to go back to it tonight at the end of the day or when I have privacy. Who the hell wants to do that? Like nobody, including me, but that's how I'm going to find my way on the other side of this. Yeah. So anyway, I know that's we cool. have uh, <laughs> yeah. other conversations around this, but we'll probably just close it there. I so. that's great. Sweet, be short. with yourself. Yeah. Good. All right. So please visit our uh, podcast on iTunes. We have it on YouTube. If you want to hear more conversations like this, please let us know in the comments. Uh, my understanding is those algorithms like comments. So please talk to us in our comments. <laughs> we'll talk and, back. <laughs> yeah, we will talk back. We always read the comments. Uh, we have some people who always give us comments, like Brian. We love you, Brian, for always commenting. Um, and, you know, just let us know what you think about this topic. If you want to hear more about it, I would love. Uh, I, I will absolutely have Raphael Kushner on one day. Uh, I would also love to have Mark Wolman on. We should probably have him on as guest. I have been trying to get Peter Levine on as guest, um, but he is super busy. Uh, but these are all the men, you know, I mean, it's funny. I have noticed that I have a lot of men teachers. I'm always like, but it's funny that I, ha I mean, I, not that I haven't had women teachers, but I definitely had more men teachers. Um, and I think that's fascinating. I, I don't, I'd have to look, explore that more, what that is all about. <laughs> we'll figure that out another time. <laughs> another time. <laughs> all right, guys. So have a great day. Thanks for watching us. Uh, and until we see you again, I'll say ahoy ho. This has been the Wall Street Coach Podcast with K-Man Curtin. You can find out more about her and her team online at thewallstreetcoach.com. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please consider leaving a five-star review on iTunes. Thank you for listening.